Hi, my name's Diana Trepkoff, and I'd like to welcome you to my new podcast called Can I Help Find Your Missing Loved One? I'm a forensic artist who's completed hundreds of law enforcement cold cases, and I can tell you firsthand the pain and suffering I have witnessed on families of missing loved ones. I can see the pain on their face, I can hear the pain in their voice, and I feel it in my heart. My dream is that all missing persons will be found and there will never be another missing person ever again. That's what I pray for. That's what I hope for. And that is my dream. So please welcome my new podcast, Can I Help Find Your Missing Loved One? And one by one, let's bring these missing loved ones home. Thank you. listening to my podcast called Can I Help Find Your Missing Loved One. Today I have Jeanette Buey on and it's Jane Buey's daughter. Jane went missing 24 years ago. Um, She was last seen on October 16th, 1997. She was only 36 years old and that is so young. Um, My heart goes out to all missing loved ones and when I think of her being only 36 years old and to have disappeared, it just really hurts me inside. Uh, her height is 5'5", weight 170 pounds, light brown hair, and blue eyes. And I have her daughter on, and her son will be joining us. And Jeanette, thank you so much for having the courage to come on the podcast. Thank you for having me, Diana. You're welcome. Um, and I'm so sorry. I know it must have been, and still is, really hard all these years not knowing what happened to your mom. I guess what we can do is we can start on a more positive note and let's talk about some great memories you had with your mom so we can honor her. And so people can get to know who she was. So what were her hobbies and, and who, who is Jane Buey? Her hobbies were, you know, she loves spending time with her family and friends um, and just doing things out of the goodness of her heart. Um, You know, her family and her friends meant the world to her. Um, you know, she was a very kind-hearted, sweet, loving person. She would give you the shirt off of her back. Um, you know, there, we would go to like the beach and she would always have just the the biggest smile. Um, that was one of her favorite places to go, the beach in the mountains. Um, she just loved like the nature scene and just, you know, just being able to have that serene feel you know, the, the people that she, you know, she touched, you know, know her as a loving person who would do anything for you. Um, you know, even if it was her last dollar, she would still give it to you. Oh, yeah. She sounds, she sounds like a sweetheart. Um, what great memories like holidays and stuff. Can you talk about with her? Um, you know, one of the memories that always stuck with me is she is the one that taught me how to cook. Mm-hmm. You know, I, being a young little girl, probably about eight years old, um, and she was teaching me how to cook spaghetti. And, you know, there's pictures and stuff of me standing in a chair and just stirring pots of spaghetti noodles and stuff that she was making for like a family get together. Nice. And how old were you? I was about eight years old. Um, and her passion her passion was the beach. Like what else was her passions? What um, you know, like her family, she, um, 
she loved to like cross stitch and things like that. Um, she was just really free spirited. Okay, nice, nice. Um, yeah, I'm looking at her age progression right now that I completed of her. It was Monica Kaysen who asked me to do it and um, yeah, age progressed her to 60 years old. And I can talk a little bit about that here. She's got really nice, beautiful, gentle blue eyes and you have beautiful blue eyes too. I can see that. Um, yeah, so gravity takes over. So I aged her to 60 and it still looks like Jane, just an older version. So I did like a healthy age progression. If someone was on drugs or was in the sun a lot or drank a lot, um, they would age a lot more harsh like Keith Richards. I don't like to always say Keith Richards. I love the Rolling Stones, but it's a good example. And it's just, if you're, you can tell it's a healthy aging is how I aged her. And she has a smile and her hair is similar to the hairstyle she had before. And um, yeah, and then you, I've seen you guys on the news with it. And how did you feel when you seen the age progression of your mom? Um, it brought me to tears. It, you know, just to see what she would look like today um, if she's, you know, if she's here and around us. Um, you know, the, the hairstyle is something she has always worn her hair like that to a certain point. You know, sometimes it was a little longer, sometimes it was a little shorter. Yeah. But, you know, I, you know, I even have the picture hung up in my bedroom of, of it just okay. to you know maybe this is what she looks like today yeah yeah and the eyes how do you like the eyes um they're pretty much just like her eyes they you know they look the same I don't think that the eyes will ever change yeah the eyes are the mirror of the soul just the gravity takes over but I I think I really enjoy doing her eyes the most because um I really get into the drawings and I really care about the person I'm drawing and so it's like I could feel them to a certain extent like I've done 237 law enforcement cold cases so I've done a lot of these forensic drawings and it's the eyes are so special to me so once I get the eyes right I just everything else just flows but I'm staring at her right now as I'm talking to you and I'm looking right into her eyes so um, I'm glad you have it in your bedroom the age progression of your beautiful mom and I guess if you can let everybody know um when was the last time you seen her? And we'll go from there. Um, the last time I saw her was October 16th of 1997. Okay. She came to my house um, and she had a chore that she wanted me to help her with. Um, unfortunately, I was unable to go with her. And I told her, you know, if you want to come back that weekend, you know, we would go do something. Um, and she agreed. Um, so, you know, it was something I kind of was looking forward to and that weekend came gone nothing. I never seen or heard from her since that day. Yeah. I'm sorry. Um, what, what do you think happened? What do the police think happened? What evidence do they have so far? Right and, now they don't. Oh, sorry. At what location? We didn't get into the location yet. She was, um, off of Albemarle Road in Charlotte, North Carolina, she, you know, the police, they, they don't have very much evidence. Um, there was a guy that she was roommating with and once was in a relationship with that ended up with her vehicle after she became missing. Um, 
So it, one of the detectives kind of mentioned that he was mainly their suspect, um, but I don't think they could actually prove anything to actually bring him in. Okay, so how was he the suspect? Um, because they lived together. Mm-hmm. He had her vehicle mm-hmm. after she became missing. Um, I know they pulled him over in June of 1998 in Lincolnton, North Carolina, in her vehicle. So I don't know exactly how he ended up with her vehicle. Um, There's rumors stating that he told other people where she was going. She didn't need the vehicle, so she gave it to him. Um, And I think he made mention that she was in a mental institution at one point in time to someone, um, to her insurance company. Um, What what do you think of, have you met him? I have met him. um, And honestly, I don't like him. I don't trust him. Um, He seemed very um, controlling verbally abusive um he just he didn't seem like a good guy yeah and you know what we all have intuition we have our gut and it's there to tell us things and to to warn us you know to warn us about people and i i believe that and if that's how you felt then i'm sure there's something there Um, yeah you know i've asked them where this guy is i've asked the detectives you know, can they question him? And, you know, there's been times where they told me that they tried to question him and he would take off. He, you know, would refuse to have any kind of um, contact with them or, you know, talk to them about it. Have you spoke to him? I have not. Okay. And um, is he alive today? From what I'm being told, he is not. Um, but nobody has been able to prove the evidence of he has passed away. Okay. So what do you think happened to your mom? Do you think she's alive? There's possibility she could be alive. Do you think she's not like, what do you feel in your heart? I honestly think something's happened to her and she's no longer alive. Um, My hopes and thoughts is that she is somewhere out there and that we can find her and she'd be, you know, fine and alive. Um, But kind of my gut kind of tells me something happened to her. She was in a situation where it was almost like a wrong place, wrong time situation and something happened and she was killed. Um, Yeah, no, it's, it's really hard not knowing, not knowing the truth, not knowing where she is today, what really happened if there's a small percentage of a chance that she's alive, what would you want to say to her that she could hear today? Um, If she was alive, I'd tell her, you know, come home. You know, we still love you. We want to be around. We want to be a family again. We want her to meet her grandkids that she's missed out on all these years. She's got a great grandkid on the way. And, you know, we just want her back in our lives. How many grandchildren does she have? She has five. Oh, that's beautiful. And it's you and your brother? It is. Okay. 
what would you want to say to the listeners, just in case somebody out there does know we're at 79 countries around the world. Um, so we have a lot of listeners. What would you want to say if someone knows something about what happened to your mom? What plea would you want to say to them? Just if anybody knows anything, anything, you know, even if they think it's just very little, um, just please come forward and tell us, you know, tell the police. Um, sometimes just the littlest things can actually lead to something big. Um, we just, you know, we want any tips or anything to come through so that they can be investigated to see if it's a possibility. And the police department is which one? Charlotte Mecklenburg Police Department. Okay. Okay. And then also Monica Kaysen is also in charge of the case. So if anybody has any information, please contact Monica from the Q Center for Missing Persons. I've known Monica for whoa, I'm looking at my plaque in my office right now when I spoke there, probably over maybe 13 years, 12 years, quite a while. She's amazing. What I love about Monica, she's very dedicated her whole life to finding missing loved ones. She stands by the families. She's a tough cookie. I love her because she's authentic. She's real and she'll work really hard to help get answers and bring missing loved ones home. So she's in charge of this case and you can call her at 910 343-1131 or the Q Center 24-hour tip line at 910-232-1687. And um, I'm thinking what else can we talk about your mom? And then the police um, service, their number is 704-353-1000. Yeah. And so is there anything else you wanted to say about your mom? Um, what's the best, best memory that you, when you think of her, it makes you feel so good inside and you're glad you have that memory through these years, like something that just puts a huge smile on your face or there Christmases or birthdays or pets when she brought home, maybe a pet, if you grew up with pets. I mean, just being around her, you know, the holidays were good. You know, she always tried to make them the best. You know, pretty much every day is, is a good memory of her because um, she was always smiling. She was always, you know, just joking and laughing. Yeah, that's really nice. And that's special. And that's that's beautiful to have that memory of your mom, because not everybody has a memory like that, you know, where they can. A lot of people didn't grow up with parents that were happy and stuff. So it's it's nice you have that memory. And and I'm sorry this happened. I know it's it's been really hard for you. Um, so what we're going to do, we're going to have the story on the website. It's www.canihelpfindyourmissingloveone.com. So your mom's story will be there along with the podcast episode, the link, and, um, people can go to that. They can leave a tip there, or they can email me directly at Diana Trepkov, D-I-A-N-A-T-R-E-P-K-O-V at gmail.com. Yeah, for any tips, if they don't want to call the police, but I would say call the police or call Monica Kaysen for sure with any information so we can help bring Jane home to her family. And um, yeah, people don't disappear. They don't just vanish into thin air. So she's out there somewhere. Somebody knows something. I, I always believe that someone heard something, whether they heard it, seen it, witnessed it, just come forward. And the smallest tip you'd be surprised can make the biggest difference, especially you know, to you and your family. 
So thank you so much for having the courage to come on. I know it's not easy. It's not easy for anyone to talk about a missing parent. And um, let's hope, you know, with all of our efforts joined together, we can make a difference and get some answers about your mom. Yeah. Thank you for doing the podcast, Diana. Thank you. Okay. Bye, Jeanette. Bye. And now the interview with Jane Buey's son, Anthony. Hi, I have Anthony on now. Anthony is Jane Buey's son. And um, we just interviewed her daughter, Jeanette, and now Jeanette's brother's on. And we're going to talk about his missing mom, Jane. So thank you so much, Anthony, for being on the podcast. Can I help find your missing loved one? And, um, and how do you feel? Are you a little nervous? Are you excited you get to speak about your mom? Is it hard for you to be on? Like, I just wanted to know how you're feeling. Um, I'm a little nervous, but I am uh, excited to talk about my mother. Um, it's, it's been a while and, uh, I'm hoping that maybe something will, will come up or we can make some somewhat progress towards closure. Yes. Okay. That's good. So thank you so much. And, um, I asked your sister the same thing, but what great memories do you have growing up with your mom? Like, I like to honor her and I like the world to know what are precious memories you have inside when you think of your mom that put a smile on your face. Um, so I was younger, um, when my mom went missing, um, but the memories that I, I was about, um, eight years old. Okay. Um, and the memories that I have of her, you know, I I remember going to like, um, we have an amusement park called Carowinds here, um, going out with friends and hanging out with, you know, her friend and her friend's kids, um, going things like that. But um, I really remember my mother as a, a loving and caring person um, who was always there. And she always, uh, she was very patient. Um, she was very kind hearted. And, um, you know, no matter how far I pushed the envelope, she was very patient with me. Um, and she did her best to take care of me and my sister um, once my parents split up. Um, and she always, she was always, um, trying to be the best mother that she could be. That's nice. Um, I'll tell you a little bit about me. My parents split up too when I was younger and I know it's, it's hard on, you know, my mama as a single parent. And then, you know, I end up, my marriage didn't work and, you know, I'm with someone great now, but my marriage didn't work at the time. And so I raised my kids as a single parent and it is really hard and you try your best and um, you try not to lose your patience and to try your best and protect your children. So uh, when you say about her being a single mom and stuff, I can relate there. And, and she does sound like a really nice person from everything I've heard about your mom. I hear that she had a really good heart, which is the most important, you know, like a beautiful person with a beautiful heart and everyone's saying the same thing. So that, that makes my heart happy to hear that. (laughs) Yes. And all my family members that I've talked to, um, both on my, my mom's side and my dad's side, um, always, always said the same, you know, that she was kind hearted and um, she was such a nice person. Yeah, that's good. That's that's amazing. And um, I guess so people could know the pain that you felt through the years with your mom not being around. Can you explain how it's been for you since your mom's gone missing? Um. 
so I've, I've been torn, you know, getting older and, um, with her being missing, like I said, and not having any closure, it's, it's kind of hard, um, to really know what to think and what to feel exactly. So there's a lot of emotion, a lot of thoughts and just a lot of feelings that kind of pull me in different directions. Um, I grew up with anger, um, a little bit from the divorce, but also not knowing, well, did my mom leave and want nothing to do with us? Um, which I highly doubt, but that's always a thought when you don't have anything that is solid to really go on. And, you know, that thought makes me angry and it upsets me a lot. Um, but then on the other hand is, you know, she is a loving mother. She did care for us. She did everything that she could. Um, you know, if something bad happened to her um, and she's no longer here with us, you know, that upsets me as well, but more saddened uh, versus angry. Um, but, you know, growing up from eight to probably 15, 16 years old is, is kind of hard because, yes, you know, I'm her son, but, you know, I need a mother um, to depend on, um, to know how to kind of put in a man's perspective from a mother's perspective on how relationships should be and what to expect from a relationship and, you know, how to, how to be a man for a woman, you know? Um, so that not having that in my life has, uh, has been challenging. Um, but I've really tried to think for the best and be positive. And, um, you know, I've always thought, well, if she's out there, um, Maybe one day I'll see her again. She'll try her best, um, especially with the technology nowadays. But on the other hand, um, you know, she's no longer with us. I know she's looking down upon us and um, guiding us through life and um, trying to take us down the best roads possible that, that we're given. Yeah. I wanted to say, um, like, I don't know you, but from talking to you, I'm very intuitive myself and I can pick up on people. I think she'd be really proud of you being, and I think you turned out amazing um, because I can tell you're sensitive and you have a good heart and she wasn't there to guide you later in life. And I don't think that's anything she would have ever choose. I don't, I can't from even looking at her eyes, I drew her age progression and I study eyes, even looking at her eyes and hearing what everybody said about her being so loving. I can't picture her getting up and walking away from two children that she loves so much because a mom is like a mother bear. They protect their kids. So um, like, I don't know hundred percent, but I feel 99%. I don't think she would ever have left you guys as a choice. And, right. um, and I think she'd be really proud of both of you for trying so hard. Cause I know it's not easy. It's not easy. I've, I've oh, got to know so many families of missing loved ones. And I, I heard a lot for them. Um, I try to meditate to have my balance because I, I cry so much because I feel everybody's pain. And and a lot of them go through this mental torture and the not knowing is the worst. And that's why yeah. we can't em emphasize enough, like just someone knows something, someone heard something, someone seen something, whether they witnessed it, just make the call. And even if it's something small, that really small thing, could crack the whole case, you know, and can help bring a missing loved one home, maybe alive, maybe deceased, but 
I know that not knowing is the mental torture and so many families, they don't know it's, you know, they go through the holidays and it's always that empty spot inside and it's really hard for them or anything will trigger off memories. So I'm sorry for, for what you and your sister have been through. So what, what do you think happened to your mom? Um, I, I kind of think that, you know, she's no longer with us and, um, some kind of violence occurred. Um, I don't know from who exactly. Um, I just know that, you know, she was around, um, a couple shady characters, so to speak. Um, I was, I have memories of one of the guys that she was, um, seeing at the time. And, um, he was very, um, he's very stern. He, he was alcoholic. Um, he wasn't really the nicest of people. Um, and just from what I've seen. So, you know, I don't know. And it's hard for me to just, just kind of think about or imagine what happened. But, you know, from from that, I know that, you know, I think something he did something or um, he had a, a play in, you know, whatever happened to her. Um, again, I'm not sure exactly really what to think, um, but I don't think like you said earlier, you know, I, don't, I really don't think that she just up and left. Um, I think she was uh, hurt and maybe even taken against her will. Um, so it's hard to say, um, but that's kind of what I think, you know, from the little bit that I know um, from being so young when she did disappear. Yeah, and it's, it's so sad. Like, I'm sorry, because you don't know what you don't know. We can all speculate. We can say this happened, that happened, but but you don't know what you don't know. And, and that's why we're doing that's why I'm doing the, uh, the podcast to help find missing loved ones because I've heard too many families um, going through so much pain and I thought how else can I help besides you know being a forensic artist and doing age progressions and I thought you know get to know the families and let the world get to know them and that's what can make a difference so whether you get emotional or not now um, it's okay I think it's important to let people know how you feel. So if somebody does know something, it will pull on their heart and they will want to come forward. So I'm just going to say, if your mom could hear you right now, what would you want to tell her? That I miss her and I love her. Um, I've never forgotten her. She'll never be forgotten. She's always in my heart wish she could be here to support me and be here for my kids, her grandkids, my sister, her family in general. Um, she's truly, truly missed and loved. And it's not the same without her. Yeah, thank you for that. And um, I know it's not easy. It's um, like, I'm not in your shoes, but I've, I've witnessed so many people hurting. And I think um, when miracles start to happen is when people can relate and they start to hear and they, you know, if somebody knows something and they're hearing the pain that you're going through and what does it take for them really to make a call? You can even call anonymous through the 24 hour tip line at the queue or the police, like a crime stoppers, like someone can say what they know. 
you know, when somebody knows something, I firmly always believe that. And usually, you know, when we find out later in life, what really happened to missing loved ones, you find out so many people did know. So I think it's important because everyone has a heart. Well, mostly everyone, I don't know about the creeps out there, but mostly everybody has a good heart and, you know, we're begging them to come forward to bring your mom home. And um, even if it's a little percent chance that she's still alive, that would be amazing. I pray Mm -hmm. and I hope that would happen. But either way, just for you to have her back and just to know what really happened. So you don't have to go through the guessing games, always like what really happened. And then you get upset, sad, mad. Like I said, I don't, I'm looking at her age progression here. And I had such a peaceful feeling when I drew your mom and I've drawn so many age progressions and put faces on skulls and the feelings aren't always easy. Some are very, they're hard to do. So I get that feeling that she's so kind Mm. and she's full of love. And I can't, I cannot picture her walking away from her children. So, right. Yeah. So, um, and what did you think when you seen the age progression? How did you feel? Um, <laughs> that it was great. Um, you know, it is how I, I remembered my mother, um, her face and everything, you know, of course a little bit progressive in age, but, um, it, it was very accurate in my opinion. And if, if I could imagine her, that would, that would really be it. Yeah, no, that's nice. And um, I'm just looking, I just did, you know, certain lines and the gravity takes over and the eyes a little heavier with gravity and the nose starts to droop as we get older, um, under the jaw gets softer. I kept her same hairstyle. A lot of people do keep their hairstyle the same for many, many years, you know? Yeah. And yeah. Um, yeah. So is there anything else you would like to say? What are your, your children like? Um, I have a 16-year-old daughter. Um, she's amazing, smart little girl. Well, young lady, shall I say. Um, she's, I'm very proud of her. She's in honors classes, straight A's, um, on track to graduate early from high school. And she's already got a career in, in, in college um, track to go down as well. Um, then I have a three-year-old son. Um that is amazing and has (laughs) he's so full of character and um he's just very entertaining like I don't even have to I don't even have to watch tv with him I just get you know all kind of joy um excitement you know uh comedy from him it's just a it's a pleasure seeing him um grow up and he's smart as a whip as well um and uh he he's definitely um a funny funny little guy Nice, nice. And I, I, I hope your mom could meet them one day. And, you know, if she is alive, I hope we all can find her as a team. And if not, I, I believe she'll be she watches over all of you and it's probably your guardian angel, you know? Uh, yes, I believe that as well. Um, there's a lot of things that a lot of trials and tribulations that I went through in my life. And I just feel like, you know, I wouldn't be able to get through some of them um, or get out of some of the circumstances that I was that I was in at the time, um, if it wasn't for a guardian angel or, you know, someone looking down upon me and oh, being there. I believe in that 100%. So if you don't mind, share one of the stories with us. Um, it's pretty, pretty violent. Um, I, when I was 
18, uh, had my first apartment. Um, and it wasn't in the best of neighborhoods. Um, so me and, uh, the mother of my child, Alyssa, uh, it was my daughter at the time. She was probably six months old. Uh, we were actually walking up through the neighborhood or apartment complex to go to the grocery store because we didn't have a car. Um, and a, um, a group of guys um, that was believed to be in gangs, um, they were Hispanic males believed to be in MS-13, um, just kind of slowed the van and, and was really just kind of harassing um, Trisha um, right in front of Alyssa, my daughter and myself. And, you know, I just told them, what are you doing? You know, they were saying vulgar things. Um, and I told them, what are you doing? You know, my daughter's here, you know, just move on about your business. This isn't right. Have some respect. Um, so we went to the store. They did go on. We went to the store. Um, we were on our way back and um, the same group of guys that was in like a workman came and uh, tried to pick a fight with me. They had hammers and pry bars. And uh, fortunately, there was right behind a, a business where some people heard the commotion and they ended up um, kind of saying, hey, we called the police. You guys need to get out of here. And so it kind of spooked them away. Uh, but later on that night, um, a friend of mine came by um, to give me a ride um, back to the grocery store to get everything that I needed for groceries. And we got back into the property as a one way in, one way out. Um, I noticed that there was a couple of trucks just sitting by the entrance um, and we drove through and two of the guys were at the first turn um, two of the guys from the van were at the first turn and they recognized me. Um, so they jumped into a car after pointing at me um, and started following us around the neighborhood. So I asked my friend, I said, you know, don't go back to my apartment. Let's just circle out and then just kind of get out of the complex. When we went to circle back, um, the two trucks that were sitting by the entrance pretty much closed the entrance up and then they began shooting at us. Um, we went around the complex like twice um, as they were trying to, multiple cars were trying to shoot at us. Um, and I was, my friend was able to ditch his car behind a building that was closest to the building that I lived in. And um, I ran upstairs and he took off across the field um, and just left his car. Um, and I, we called 911. Uh, we were waiting, I was waiting in my apartment I put Alyssa uh, and Trisha in the tub, uh, the safest spot um, in the bathroom. Um, that way, nothing could happen if they were to shoot at my apartment or anything like that, because it was a close-knit Hispanic community. I'm pretty sure everybody knew everybody. Um, so fortunately, the police was able to come pretty quickly and kind of I guess, disperse the whole situation. I don't know exactly what happened until I came outside when all the police were there. And I looked at my friend's car and it was just riddled with bullets. Um, there wasn't a square foot on that car that didn't have a bullet hole. Um, and I never stayed again. I never stayed there that night again. Um, and the next day uh, I went to the office with the police escort just to get out of my lease and um, get all my belongings. And, uh, she had everything ready and everything's we signed everything and was able to get out of there within a timely manner. So, um, you know, I, 
if it wasn't for some kind of protection, I, I think I would have either got hit by a bullet or may not be here for my kids. Yeah, yeah, that, that's quite that's quite the scary story. And I agree with you. Um, you definitely had a guardian angel looking after you guys. I believe that. And when you were saying about, and I'm sorry you went through that, it sounds very scary, but I'm glad you're all okay. When you were talking about that, it reminded me of that Clint Eastwood movie where they're all shooting at the car, but I can't remember the name of it. But yeah, <laughs> anyways, well, that's what came to my head when you were saying about all the bullets and stuff. But yeah, um, well, you know, let's hope um, with you telling your story and how you feel about your mom and your sister speaking and let's hope someone will have the courage and do the right thing and and call and say what happened. You know, they can call the police and call Monica or they can email me at dianatrepgoff at gmail.com and leave a tip. And, um, you know, together as a team, we're so much stronger and hopefully we're going to find out what really happened to your mom. And I, I, uh, I would definitely appreciate any information that anybody would be willing to come forward. Um, like you said, it doesn't have to be the whole story. It could be just a little tidbit, a tip, something that you remember, you hear somebody saying something, um, you know, anything at this point would, would help. Yeah, I agree. I agree. Is there anything you would like to end the episode with? No, I mean, not any particular. I just want to appreciate, uh, say thank you for your time and all your efforts as well as Monica um, and anybody that is, is willing to come forward and help us um, just kind of bring closure. Um, you know, closure would, I think, be able to help heal my family's souls and be able to actually celebrate her life and be more comfortable um, to know and not then not to know anything. Yeah, I agree. I agree. And you're really, you're really amazing at sharing your feelings, you know, so thank you for that. And I know that that will help for people to want to come forward if they know something and and your sister was great too so thank you so much for taking the time to be on the podcast can I help find your missing loved one and again if anyone knows anything please have the courage and call in a tip so thank you so much Anthony try and have a good day and I think your mom would be really proud of the amazing interview you gave just now thank you Diana I hope you have a good day as well and take care thank you bye-bye bye-bye and thank you everyone for listening to Can I Help Find Your Missing Loved One. Until next time, I wish you all the best life can offer. Stay safe and contribute. And please subscribe to the podcast. You could be the reason a missing loved one comes home. Also, if you like, please put a review on Apple Podcasts and you can send us a direct email also. So thank you. Thanks for listening. Can I Help Find Your Missing Loved One is created, produced, and hosted by Diana Trepkoff. Associate producer and sound editing by Marty Brown. Please don't forget to call in any tips. Thank you.